The worst way to start a podcast. It just, yeah, exactly. We're just talking about the Maya Rudolph song from the Michael Bolton Valentine special <laughs> on Netflix. Is that, wow, my memory is serving me today. I think that's what it was. It was uh, Andy Samberg. Yes. Michael Bolton was in it. He's in it. He stars in it. All through it. Yeah. He's all in that motherfucker. Fabulous. Yeah. No, so really good, but really strange. And then at the end, she's like, Key. he's like, oh, it's, everything is changing keys. Yep. It's like such a music joke. And then, music nerd oh, jokes. and they just pitch it. <laughs> way beyond like her her actual range i was probably crying laughing for yeah. a minute and a half after i saw that it was so funny it's a berkeley joke you'll get it when you study music as a jazz trombone player oh my god it's like you know you, this people have senses of humor sometimes that just don't that don't people don't get it we're those people yeah we really like I, people think we're already weird and i'm really we're we're reeling it in do people think you're weird? I think so. Yeah, pr- yeah probably. We're pretty strange. <laughs> you're the stranger one. I am way stranger. I'm a lot Nobody more knows. aware and like more self-aware and like try to bring everybody into my circle. What, what do you mean I'm not? I, I feel like I'm pretty self-aware that I'm pretty strange. Let us know how y'all feel about this. Like if you are weird, weirder than your friends. Like I want to know who's the weirdest. <laughs> oh, it's the weird. Okay. Yeah, but being you can't be the weirdest. That's we the get thing. some pretty weird, you know, inquiries sometimes where I'm like, oh yeah, we're 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 with our people. Yeah, no, yeah, you definitely got to be weird. But then when you're like so weird, you, you learn the the level of weirdness as you kind of like go through life a little bit, you know, because like I'm naturally, I'm naturally pretty strange. Wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry as, about that? That'd would, be that'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah it'd be fantastic. Yeah. That's a part of that's just part of like how humans like grow up though you know what i mean they're just fucking animals you shouldn't you shouldn't have to pretend to be anything i mean that's the ultimate freedom right is to be yourself fully yeah i mean that's ultimately where you end up it right? requires a lot of safety which is which brings us to today's topic okay. and which nice brings tie-in. us which brings us back into uh your safe space for self-discovery and bad bitchery it's house of herbie episode 20 holy shit how did we get here yeah. That's such a great number too. 20 or well, in numerology you would reduce it to 2, which is the number for partnership. And that also is up on our topic for okay. today. Real quick, numerology, how do you you just keep adding them up? Is yeah, that how so it goes? if if you're looking at the number 21, you add the 2 and the 1, you, so get, you get 3. three. So then okay. that the 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 general vibration of 21 is actually 3, which is a creative number. Yeah, I love doing this for like your your address that you live at or your apartment number, right? If your building is like 601, that's a 7 building, but if your apartment number is 57, that's a 12. <laughs> which which, which then you have to three. reduce which is a right. three so 57 is, is works? A, yeah so it's oh, a very nice. creative number so that's numerology you can look that up online it's one of my favorite we could do a whole episode about that there was a while when you were first telling me about that and kind of like like oh this guy was it and for a while you were like looking a, at every month, number the only yeah. every time i saw a number i was like okay carry the one yes and there's angel numbers too right so if you see like a repeating three or a repeating four like they all have kind of different messages from the universe okay it's just a, a, a general vibration of of each number and it's okay. ancient and it's fun. We love it. <laughs> Didn't we love it. We'll be talking about vibrating numbers this week, <laughs> but here we are. But this is the 20th episode, which is a two, which is actually the number of partnership. And hmm. uh, the topic for today is narcissism. Now, how can we possibly relate narcissism to partnership? Well, the only way that you know that you've ever dealt with a narcissistic personality is in a partnership setting. So a lot of people that I've uh, engaged with over the last couple of years of learning about narcissism have been people that were in marriages 
or in dating relationships or in friendships or in business partnerships, um, or family member. So it's really like about you and this other person. And this is a very interesting topic that gets a lot of people really stressed. And for me, a couple of years ago, I actually didn't even know that this was a real thing. I thought narcissist was like a Greek story of a guy who like stared at himself in the river too long. He was just like obsessed with his appearance. Right. And the reason that that's the, uh, the, the basis of narcissism, narcissism as a personality disorder, which is what a lot of like therapists and psychologists have, have called it is because a narcissistic person is a high conflict personality. Um, because the person has had to develop like a safety mask that they, of this person they pretend to be to protect themselves from some trauma that happened to them uh, early in their lives. And so they are, they have like the very um, inflated sense of self. Like they're very, very conceited and they love to tell people that they're lesser than them. And it's a lot of really interesting red flags that you can notice. So I wanted to talk about this today because I know a lot of you are interested in this topic. We are very interested in this topic. Like how can we learn about it and then find ways of managing this? I think someone was telling me, I think it was the most Googled word of last year. No way. Something like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. So people are, this something happened where the concept of narcissism reached mainstream in the last like year or two. Yes. And suddenly everybody, and it's so, which means it's probably going to naturally be overused now (laughs) way too much. I know. And that's kind of what I want to start the episode with is like, hey, remember a narcissistic person or somebody whose personality falls on the spectrum. It's not like you are or you aren't right. I have narcissistic tendencies. You, everybody has like a sliver of this. That's why we can all relate to each other. The universe is a beautiful thing for this, but somebody who is very intensely living every moment of their life this way and is traumatized. Remember they're traumatized, right? So we just, we just want to educate ourselves and so that we can live our best lives. And if you find out, even a few years, some people find out like 10 years into a relationship, like, oh shit, this is an abusive relationship. And they just didn't know. And why would you be looking up such a thing like this, honey? (laughs) (laughs) Because I not only have dealt with it recently, we personally had something happen over the last year and a half, two years Yeah, that, um, yeah, that opened our eyes and and kind of forced us to do the research. And then what happened y'all, and this is really interesting. Once you start researching narcissistic personalities and the facts behind it and the history and all this stuff, you start seeing a pattern that, Oh shit, I've had a person like this in my life all the time. Yeah. Like my whole life I've had this, right? It's something, and there's a reason because there is a reason that there, because opposites attract. So you've got somebody on the narcissistic end and then you have someone on what's called the codependent side, which is actually pretty much just opposite traits. Somebody who over gives a people pleaser type of person that will just always try to fix people, save people, do the right thing. And it's just the perfect balance of chaos. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Did you did you want to get into something? Can we go on some tangents? This is this is how we're going to actually. You know how we love to do in these episodes. Like, let's talk about all the shitty things really quick, and then we'll Got move it. on to like the solution. Okay, great. That we've come up with. Now I know some of y'all in the community are, are going to definitely have some really great experiences to share. Yeah. If you have, we actually just dropped our first After Dark episode. Alex made this up. This is a great title. After Dark is like the bonus episode for our patrons. Yeah, exactly. So it's the episode yeah. that everyone gets, uh, extra episode everyone gets each uh, each month, the After Dark episode. We yes. both get naked, but there's no video. Exactly. So <laughs> just imagine. It's really That's risky. false advertising. Very censored. We haven't, we haven't stooped to that level yet. You guys are clothed? 
We haven't stooped to that level, but if you want to join the Patreon, it's uh, patreon.com slash house of Herbie. This is where we're doing the aura cleanses. These extended cleanses are popping. People really want more than 60 seconds on my Instagram, right? So I was nice. like, let me That's give cool. them like a full experience on the Patreon if you're interested. I love that. After Dark. This is our first week of After Dark, which is a little looser, and it's based on the Discord chat, exactly. which is like... I hated Discord like a week ago. <laughs> and now I'm like, wait, this is amazing because so cool. my sugar daddies are here. Yeah, we just popped in and read everyone's comments and talked about it. So it's pretty vibey. Pop over, it's fun. Yeah. So thank you Pop for everybody in. who is one of our sugar daddies at this point. We love you. Um, but yeah, let's go down the list of like narcissistic uh, issues and then we can try to find a solution and please share with us if you're in the Discord or, or anywhere, you know, please let us know. So high conflict, something's always wrong. What you notice about a narcissistic leaning person is that they're always in a fight with someone. Always drama. And this is what I was like, wait, am I like that? (laughs) I'm always trying to avoid conflict, right? So they are addicted to drama. Mm -hmm. That's like one of the first easy telltale signs. Sure. Um, The mask that they put up to protect themselves, which again, we're coming with compassion into this episode because I've heard a lot of narcissists like podcasts and I'm like, listen, you got to come on. This person is like in a lot of pain. Okay, so we are going to be compassionate here on House of Herbie, but the mask slips. So there comes a point in the relationship where you see them and it it sometimes takes a long time, but you'll see it. And if you are someone like me or I feel like you're a little bit more balanced, I think Jedi Nick's more balanced. Am I? You kind of like call people's bluff. You can see if something slips, you're just Mm -hmm. like, hey, don't fucking do that again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. With me, I'm like. Hey, babe, like, it's going to be no great. Don't worry. Like, right. we're going to fix this, right? So just beware of that. Be wary of that. Um, another big um, f- flag for a narcissistic type is that they often crave attention and praise. Like, so, like, it's, you know, when people are fishing for compliments, have you heard this? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. With a narcissistic person, it's like they can't get enough. It's like they're a funnel. A lot of um, doctors that I've been listening to have said it's like a funnel. Uh. And at the bottom of the funnel is a hole. And it actually never, it's never enough. <laughs> it's never, it never enough. fills up. <laughs> because they've blocked off that true part of themselves for safety reasons. They, yep. they don't feel safe. Right, right. Uh, and so you'll notice like the more you give them, the more you give them, it, it like never, it's never enough so i have a whole all this my brain is exploding with shit but this is because yeah. so that's literally the ego why everybody right can never get enough money you never get enough sex Correct. you never get enough whatever it is yep. attention it's never it's never enough enough yep always and forever yep. and you never most of the time they're unconscious so they are never going to actually look it in the mirror and see the truth of that yeah but, they, they say that's kind of the big um issue here is that uh narcissistic someone who's struggling with that disorder is not going to seek help most of the time yeah and so that's Jesus, like the challenge really? and and that's why i wanted to come with compassion in this episode because i'm like look if you've dealt with a narcissist if you know what this is like you you spend a lot of time feeling bad for yourself but by the time you heal and we're going to we're going to give you some tips on how to do that you start to say like well shit is there a way we could help them again not trying to save them from a codependent mm-hmm. people pleaser point yeah no you can't you can't save save yourself yes start well, there you're going to want to do that cuz it's yeah. it's really serious start there if you save yourself you save other people so another um, giveaway give of a narcissistic person is their need for control mm-hmm. and the need to be right. Um, they actually are known to never apologize. Mm-hmm. It's very extremely rare that a narcissistic person will yeah. apologize. Never and this is fault. really interesting when you think of uh, if you're not someone. Uh, and again, if anyone's listening who is aware that they have a narcissistic uh, personality lean on the scale, 
thank you for being honest with yourself. And look, we appreciate you for working on yourself. Um, but we're just helping everybody to kind of recognize this even in themselves, but not, not being able to apologize or take the blame or take the fall for something is really unusual because we all make mistakes all the time. And it's actually very human to admit to them. So that was a big one. Yeah. Um, okay. The, now we're going into the cycles. So once you get into a relationship with a narcissist, most of the, all the time, pretty much you're unaware. So that's the first, yeah. you don't know this until later. Um, oh God. It's so crazy. Here it's she so goes wild. down the hill. You don't even <laughs> fucking know you're in it. <laughs> love oh, bombing. God. Welcome to earth. <laughs> Let's start with love bombing. So the first phase of a relationship with a narcissist is the love bombing cycle. Um, you're like, holy shit, this person really gets me. They're really enthusiastic about our partnership, our friendship, our, our romantic relationship. I've never felt like someone understood me so well. They're so enthusiastic. They're showering you with gifts. They're showering you with compliments. And like, you're like, wow, somebody gets this. I finally found like my soulmate, right? So the love bombing phase is kind of, it throws you off, especially if you don't see it coming. You're like, wow, this is pure magic. The universe sent me this person. And the fact is the d- universe did. Right. You're just, just <laughs> going to be a couple of years later that you see why. Because usually if you're, especially if you're insecure at all, you know, which is everybody ever. Ooh, and right? if you suffer from then, low self-worth, which I definitely have in the past. Yeah. And then somebody comes in and it's like, it's. And tells you you're the greatest the ever an- and they want to help you. And, it's the answer. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like, wow, let me put this person in my life more. So it really is, you know, for anybody that has had this shit happen to them, like also you can't blame yourself. Yeah. You cannot Huge. blame yourself. This is, can you say that one more time? You can't fucking blame yourself. I don't even know it. I'll say it one more time. Hold on. You can't fucking blame yourself. There it is. There we go. Main accent. I was kind of going between both at first and everybody lost. Yes, yes. Okay, so we're, so we're through the love bombing phase. Now, this is a cycle that does continue. It's called an abuse cycle. So we're going to probably not only experience one round of this, but several. The next phase is devaluing. So devaluing is when the narcissist begins to test your trust. So they're seeing what they can get away with. And so they'll do a a few manipulative things that make you really uncomfortable and they kind of get off on it. It's, it's what they call the narcissist supply. They're feeding off the drama and the energy that they're creating to try to scare you and exert dominance over Mm -hmm. you. So it's very insidious. It's, it kind of feels like you're being hunted yeah. And sort of like it's Definitely it's the feel, feel it's the first feeling of abuse. Yeah. I think of the cycle. It's very passive aggressive and it sneaks in very slowly. You actually often don't notice that it's happening. You're like, "Oh, my my friend or my partner is having a bad day." Mm. Um my honey bear is like she's oh, we he's made, struggling. We made excuses for him. We you it's you that start fucking crazy. You start to make, you're like, it's fine. It's just once. It's, it's not going to happen again. It's no, it's just how they okay, are. So de- devaluing is a little, it starts with, this starts the fuckery. And then the discard is the third step in the process. So this is when they've actually replaced you with someone else often, replaced you with someone new that they can pull their supply from. Um, and they inevitably try to come back later. So it's never over with a narcissist. They think, and we'll, we're about to get to the solution for this, but they think this is like just something they do. And that eventually you have to come back to them. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. We're cool. They act like nothing has happened. This is so bizarre. (laughs) So crazy. Uh, So the abuse cycle continues, right? So then you come back to them and they start love bombing you again. Yeah. You just go. And then they go into the devaluing again. Yeah. And then they discard you again. And each time it makes them more and more horny. It feels like it's really bizarre. So 
let's move into the, uh, the recovery of this because it's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, one thing that really helps me is keeping a list of things that this person has done to hurt you, right? This is not for them. This is not for any lawyer or any, but any, um, therapist or anybody. This is just for you. Keep a note in your phone of all the things that they did because they are going to come back to you and love bomb you. And you are going to say, Oh, it's going to be fine. Like, but even though you've been through the cycle for years and years, right? Yeah. It's so mind blowing. Yeah. Being in a relationship with a person like this and, in the past before I studied this at length, because again, we didn't have the internet when I was growing up, but I had boyfriends and friends that did this with me and I would just continue to grovel at their feet. And it wasn't until this past experience that I was like, okay, cool. I think I'm done. So if you're not ready, that's also fine. I know a lot of you, man, I'm sending you so much good energy. If you're in a marriage or if you have kids with someone like this, I just can't. It's a lot. Wow. Wow. And I, now that we've had our experience, I, I can, <laughs> I'm sure being in different types of relationships mean different types of things, obviously, but whoo, fucking doozy, man. I had never experienced anything close to that shit. And you were just collateral damage because you weren't directly in this relationship the way I was. Right. But you, you were thrown into the fire and you were like, oh, that was <laughs> fucked up. It's hot. Yeah. No, it was fucked up. And it was like, it's like you see a demon. Well, you know, you know what it was. It it's was like the first you, time that made me question, like, if evil was real. <laughs> Not to be like super, because I don't inherently believe that there is like evil forces. There are unconscious people yep. who are only operating off egoic tendencies, yep. which is survival. Yeah. Okay. So if you're just that can seem evil, but if their only goal is just survival, fuck everybody else, well, whatever you know, that's going to appear you know, not good. So it's not like, but that's what it is. It's like completely like you were saying. So they experience this trauma and this is the, this is the biggest fucking thing of this too. This is. I know, you know, yeah, that you, if I just come down on them, it's only making it worse. Right. You're only keeping the cycle for them going forever. Woo. The only thing you've done is make yourself feel a little bit better about it. But really in 10 minutes after it happens, you'll feel like shit again. Yep. So, there is no, there's no win to freak out at these people. So you kind of just have to take it, let it go. And there was the thing you taught me, which was the gray rock. Yeah. So what to do, what to do. Let's yeah. jump into what to do. You just found out, just found out that you're in this relationship. That was a good one. <laughs> a little crack at the end. Shout out to the muse. EP oh, just a out on all streaming that. platforms. We, uh, we're going to uh, take that one more time. If you just found out that you are the baddest bitch. No, that comes after this. But um, that you're in a relationship with a narcissistic person. Again, I don't. It's like when you say homeless people. I'm like people experiencing homelessness. I, I always see the soul behind the situation. And I know that the soul is completely blocked off by this survival ego in a person like this. But. It is awful, and we're here for you, for our babes, for our sugar daddies, for our House of Herbie community. Um, Once you realize that you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you can't unsee it. It's like a switch. It's like a switch goes off. No, it really was. And you're like, oh, this is unacceptable for me to be in this situation any longer. And people around you will be telling you, hey, so-and-so is not... They're not who they say they are. Like they're saying this, they're doing this behind your back, da da da. And you're like, ah, it's uh, just they're just being who they it's are. Just them, yeah. No oh big no, deal. no. My boyfriend wouldn't cheat on me. He he he. Uh, we saw him like at a restaurant with like three other bitches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, bro. It gets real out here. So 
Uh, people around you will be telling you and you'll be denying it. So that's a really good way to notice. Um, don't tear your, don't tear yourself up. This is, this was Nick's advice. He's like, yeah, don't you, blame yourself. Don't that's blame yourself. The first thing you're going to do, cause you're a person that loves other people and wants the best for everyone is you're going to be, you're going to blame yourself because before you turn the blame on someone else, you're going to like, be like, I'm an idiot. This is your people pleasing servitude mentality, which we got to change. This is why you're, you're listening to the podcast. You're going to literally like go all through the low vibrations of the Hawkins scale. Shame, it's like shame guilt, guilt. What did I do? Anger. Fear. What can I do? Oh, this is like now you're reading about narcissism and you're like, this is impossible. Everybody and every professional and every doctor is like, you will lose. <laughs> you will lose. Oh my okay? God. Okay. The less entangled you are, the better it will be. So it's important at this stage, if you can, this is impo- nearly impossible, but try to remove your emotions from the situation. Try to just know in your mind, Queen Herbie told me, cut my losses. Queen Herbie told me it's time to cut, it's time, it's time to cut it away. Everything, there is nothing on earth worth having to deal with this longer Shouldn't feel than like a this. day than you need to. So any of the stuff that goes with that, that is absolutely part of the narcissist tax. That's okay. And just remember, walk away. You were friends with a mask. It's a pseudo relationship. This is not real. It wasn't real for them either. Yeah. Fuck. This is what we mean by like earth is a school, man. Or at least to me, this is what it makes sense in my head. Like, yeah, because we, we, you're not only, we encountered this with the label. We encountered this. I don't know. Yeah. You, you feel like a much stronger person. Well, you know what it is? Did I you ever have another, a different narcissistic experience? I don't ever like when people, I know immediately when people are fishing for compliments. Yes. And that's weird. Maybe it's something about, again, like growing up in different regions of the country. Cause the Midwest, I mean, Alex, you can, you can tell us too. Cause you, we've talked about this many times. We are magnets. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. for these people, because oh, yeah. It's part of the, it's already part of American, parts of American culture, but especially I feel like the Midwest to be like such a caring, uh, comforting, uh, go out of your way, break your own back to help your neighbor type of vibe, which, you know, ultimately is the love vibration. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not knocking it, but if it doesn't come strictly, there are, are, there are feeders off of that that are going to take you for everything you fucking have. And if you don't have boundaries and something in place Mm. and and again, and if you figure out too late and you go through the shame and the anger and all this stuff, do not blame yourself. This is how you learn. This is how you learn. If it wasn't them, it would be somebody else. Correct. Because you were still so too open and far too pushing your energy out onto other people instead of keeping it within yourself because you needed to please people. Yes. To feel safe yourself. That's your own trauma. To feel safe. I just in general feel like there's a lot less of that in the Northeast. Yes. Hmm. I could see it. Do you know what I mean? It's a little bit more like, ha, all right, go fuck yourself. You know, I'm sure there's still a ton of it. It's really interesting. Yeah, because, I mean, you tell me, is that not how the Midwest felt? Oh, yeah, it's totally accurate. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And when you had, you also had an experience in the last year or two. Oh, yeah. My, par- oh, yeah. my parents uh, My parents. had an experience, too. I had to sort had, of... This is what I mean. It feels like everybody... I had to sort of like explain to them what was happening, and they were like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense now. Wow. And what's interesting, and now a lot of y'all listening to this right now might realize that you were doing... We're about to get into the, the resolution, like how to deal with this. Okay. A lot of you will naturally do these things, and I think that's so fascinating. So I have a song called Nah on the Muse that's actually about a narcissistic 
relationship. And so at the end of the song, I talk about the gray rock method, which is basically just making, making all of your responses. It's, it's about becoming as boring and as cold as a gray rock. So you, you think about your responses being like two words, one word, like keeping it really making yourself as uninteresting as possible to deter the toxic person. Right. So eventually they do just fall away because they need that supply. We were talking about there, that funnel that has no bottom and you just, you will see it happen, but it, it's so hard for an empathetic person to yeah. do that. Oh, to yeah. To cut them out. Absolutely. Okay. And again, don't kill yourself for being empathetic. That's wonderful. But eventually... We need your empathy. Like, the world be, needs it. Yeah, well, the world does. But we also need your art. And so, <laughs> fuck a narcissist. Okay? Do we have those shirts yet? Lovingly. lovingly. Fuck a narcissist? <laughs> <laughs> I'll add fuck to the a list. narcissist. We need your art. We need Take your art. Oh, she's coming. She's coming. Okay. Are you are you not? I have knocks. a question. Yes, please. Have you, in your research or experience, do narcissists get along well together? Like, is there such thing as a successful narcissist, narcissist relationship? They, I have oh not read that, God. but I, but I would assume that this is possible That's because how, I've known them to hang out together. Right. That's but how you they, make an infinity stone. But they, that's how, that's how, now it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> Amazing. We had eight narcissists in one room. Yes. Well, I, I think that's probably very possible, but yeah. they would have to have places to feed. Mm-hmm. They would need the supply because I've never met a, a high conflict personality that didn't need to be recognized ah, okay. by someone. Yeah. 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 And so I don't know if they would deal with people unless, but I imagine that'd be highly dysfunctional either way. Right, because yeah. either way, they would Very need like volatile. an outlet to do. They would need an outlet. They would all be doing it to each other all the time. <gasps> Jesus. I wonder, yeah, if they do it to each other. Okay, so. that's the next episode. <laughs> Please, I'm sure our listeners will also have so much information. We are not professionals. This is just. Yeah, but you learned so oh, much Oh, I spent about this. hours on this because hours, I care dude. and I wanted to know and I wanted to figure out. Well, you wanted to figure it out. The best way to deal with it. Yeah. 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 Because it's just not who, it's not something I'm interested in, but the universe gave this to me to learn and I really am grateful. It always does. It and does. please always look at it that way because that's that's the truth. Hard to believe in the moment, but there is something better. Oh yeah, that's the guy and it's that so you're hard making to, room for and now you're yeah. upgraded with your boundaries. Yeah, no, you have to. If it's not gonna be this person, it's gonna be the next one. It's gonna keep showing up until you learn. It did for me. Yes, and that's okay. That's perfect. That's part of the earth school. You know, take these things. Don't um it's it's a wonderful chance for you to learn and to grow. That's it's an opportunity, really. Okay, so not everybody has the freedom to do this next part that I'm about to describe, right? So if you're in a family where a parent or a sibling is narcissistic, there's not much you can do until you're 18, right? So just hang in there, babe. We're going to teach you the gray rock method. And for everyone else who is in a relationship that's a full-grown adult and is able to make some moves, you need to quietly execute an exit plan. Now, this is advice that came from therapists and lawyers to me, but it was like, you have to make a plan carefully. You need to gather your documentation, whatever you need. Like if you're in a relationship with someone living with them and they have access to all your credit cards, your bank accounts, like this is something now where you have to like suck it up and like make a plan. Regain control of your assets, um, figure out where you're going to stay because your exit is going to be swift and it's going to be sudden. And immediate, and it's going to be intense, but you're going to feel way better after. Um, you have to remove the dependency on this person, right? So if you depend on them, like someone who's married, or you got to figure out where the kid's going to go. Like I've I've read stories of people leaving the narcissist spouse in the middle of the night with the kids. Damn. Yeah. 
and it's going to take a long time to resolve. Possibly if you're lucky, it's fast, but it's never fast with a narcissist. They feed on the conflict. Off the drama. God. They can't wait to talk to your lawyer. Stop the drama. Call the Dalai Lama. Um, remember not to have feelings if you can. Detach as much as you can. Yeah, got it. Zero expectations. You've already lost. Cut your losses. Mm. Surrender. Sorry. I'm letting go. I thought, look, I'm like the most resourceful, organized bitch ever. You lost. It's okay. Better things are waiting. And don't try to remove emotion. Emotions will be used against you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We learned that. Yeah. Do not defend yourself. <laughs> it's so hard. Like, like literally drop everything and walk away. <laughs> you have to stay. Don't even try. Even the fight to try to like whatever is still going to keep you in it. Still feeding. Yeah. They're still feeding on you Isn't like that a vampire. so wild? It's insane. You have to literally just like click off it's, and just get up and I am leaving now. It's maddening. But after this, babe, you will never fall into this trap again. I promise you. I mean, maybe I did a few times. You got to stay cool. You got to have dignity. You got to have integrity. Those are the, those are the biggest words. This is a child. This is a child that never matured. That is not able to handle their adult situation. They're living with a mask on and they are terrified and in so much pain. Yep. Try to remember that. Yeah. Whatever you're experiencing, what they're experiencing, I'm sure is far worse. So they will definitely blame you. They will not play fair. You will feel guilty. Um, It's impossible to be amicable and it will hurt. So that's my, and that's the episode. And roll credits. (laughs) Um, But I put in capital letters. You will not pass go. You will not get $200. But it's okay because you can listen to Queen Herbie. You can stream Queen Herbie. Oh my God. And we can talk on the podcast every week and remind you that you're a bad bitch. And your dreams are worth more than this bullshit. And that you can, you you are the source. You have been the whole time. You have been the whole time. This person has been leeching off of you, of your greatness. This will be a funny, crazy oh story in a year oh and a half, two years, whatever, at a bar. This Period. is you're going to be okay. And again, this is gonna. This is part of the ride, kids. Let's. It's an opportunity for you to figure your shit out. Yeah. And uh, learn who you are. And we're here to support you. You're going to be all right. You're not alone. You're not alone. This has happened to. If this is the, literally the most Google word last year, like there is an awakening. There is something. And again, this coincides to the new world. This yes. is there is an energy now. That just suddenly, everybody's like, oh, yeah, fuck that noise. That's terrible. I don't want to do that anymore. Period. I'm a gray rock your ass. (laughs) Okay. So you can't save them. That I put in capital letters. You can't save them. Please don't try. Cut your losses. Karma comes back around. What I love about karma is it's cute. She's not as like naughty as people think she is. Karma is like, I'm going to come back to you with abundance in a whole different form that you won't expect. But Mm. you definitely lost this one. But it's going to come back. Okay. And it's going to hit that person too, unfortunately, but they have to learn. And I would like to talk, keep going. I wanted to talk about like what winning and losing actually means too, because we have a fucked up concept of Let's that. Let's talk about it. Of what that means in the West. Okay. Cause like every time you're like, oh yeah, you're winning. Yeah. Winning. It's like, oh, well, what are they really winning at? Usually the only thing they're actually winning at is the public perception that they're winning. Right. They're losing friends. They're losing (laughs) themselves. They're losing what they want to do. They're losing their spark inside. They're losing all, you know, sleep, 
uh, you know, adding stress, all these things. It's like, well, that's not necessarily winning for me. Period. Maybe the thing that you're chasing is worth that to you. It is not so much to me. Hmm. Uh, and that's like the whole winning in like, oh, yeah, L, all this shit. It's like it's usually totally fucking backwards. When you take the L's, that is how you expand. That's the only way you get shaken out of your fucking tree and you learn how to fly. You have to figure the L's make you grow. Period. And if you continue to look at it this way, it is not a loss. It is simply a relationship and an experience that you had to learn to get you to this next position that if you want to really achieve these things, you're going to have to fucking figure out, dude. There's no way you're going to be a people pleaser and like, you know, be running X, be doing anything really, or be trying to run your own business or whatever. People are going to sniff that out and, you know, it won't necessarily be sustainable for you. Hmm. So... It's always, I think, fuck the, the, the WL shit. That's a whole, what usually in like America is like winning means uh, that it's not really. You're destroying the environment, probably. <laughs> fuck you. Maybe, uh, maybe. Yeah. Okay, but also that's evolved into now Very clowns. Specific. I know, sorry. I'm just angry about a lot of things today. The clowning, like people always put like the clown emoji when they really want to dig somebody for being corny or something. And I get called corny all the fucking time, bitch. Yeah. Listen, that's just the L. The L has now evolved into the clown. And it's like, do you know making a fool of yourself just means that you are expressing your authentic you in a way that nobody else is brave enough to do. What did I say today? Okay, it's like the Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. Has everybody seen the first... Why do you keep bringing up <laughs> the Velociraptors? Has everybody seen the first Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay, remember the scene? He's like, clever girl. The scene where they go up to, you know, the power's out. Okay, okay, so no, before that, the beginning of the movie, they show up, they, they show everybody, they, hold on, scratch the last one. We 20 went seconds. to the beginning? Right at the beginning. So they show everybody the electric fences and the Velociraptor pen, uh-huh. Okay. And they keep like attacking. He's like, yeah, they're testing the fences. And so they're always looking. You got to always test the fence to see where the weakness Where's is. Where's the weakness? Yeah. Always got to be testing different things and trying different shit. And because eventually that's you're going to. That's Velociraptor gonna, shit. That's some Jurassic Park clever girl Velociraptor shit. Well, Jurassic Park ass shit. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that so noise. I think that goes for life too. Like if people, if you're trying, if you're out here, it takes a lot of courage Okay. Mm, period. Which again is a huge threshold to get to. It takes a lot of courage to put yourself out there and try some weird shit. And know that sometimes, you know, if you get a clown, em- clown emojis, mm-hmm. who fucking cares? No one cares. People that put the clown emoji are people that have never. Can some of you? Can some of you youngins? And released it. Some of you youngins teach us how to make a GIF. Does anybody know where the clown button is? I really would like to make a GIF collection. How do I I make an emoji of my face? (laughs) Okay, can we move on to Gray Rock? So let's fix this, all right? You're not alone. Your community has you. You're not the only one that's been through this. And this is part of life. This is, consider this like your shining moment from the universe to overcome. And it fucking hurts, y'all. I had brought, I pulled out a journal entry from when I was going through it. And I wanted to read it later because there's so many things I want to give you to self-soothe and self-care during this time. The gray rock method, you have to cut off communication with a narcissistic high conflict person. You have to go either no contact is the recommendation from all the, the professionals, the health professionals I spoke to and the legal professionals said, just put them in touch with your lawyer, whoever you can. If there's something to work out, if you're just in a, in a relationship and you're like schmishmationship, uh, no, we're, we broke up. Like, just don't, they're going to hit you. They're going to try to love bomb you again. Just ignore them. That's called no contact. But if it's a family member, like you're, you've safely moved out of the house, you're gone. 
and you've realized this person is too toxic for you to associate with, no contact is the only way. You will not get closure. You will have to just forgive them. It's fucked. Yeah. That was like really hard for me. I thought I was all awakened and shit and it was challenging. Very challenging. Especially if you come from trying to, to like, if you're an empath. Yes. If you must communicate, you have kids together, you have a business, you have something, you must choose one method and you must hold them to that one method. Text, email, written only is our suggestion, is the professional suggestion. Um, you can't fight fire with fire. So yeah. the gray rock method is actually just um, shortened. So again, we're being as boring as a gray rock to this person, right? They say something, oh, dramatic. I understand. Oh, da, da, da. I see. Da, 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 da. I'll let you know. You pick up the kids after school. Let me think about it. Da, 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 da. Cool. Okay. Boring as fuck. That's the gray rock method. And it's only in writing via text or email. That's what we're, we're why, hearing. Why writing? Do you think? Just they say writing can't because hear the inflection in the, in the voice, maybe there. Yeah. It's, it's okay. more gray rock than anything. Cause you don't, you can't tell they're mm. flustered, probably figuring trying to figure out what you mean. Uh, By okay. the way, one I didn't mention is the silent treatment. Mm. So once they're mad at you in the discard phase or in the devaluing phase, they'll actually give you the silent treatment for like days or weeks on end. Or years. And you'll, and you'll be there with your empathetic self trying to understand what you did Mm -hmm. and punishing yourself and feeling guilt. So the gray rock method is giving them a dose of their own medicine, which they don't even feel again. Remember, this is not a real relationship. It's a person coping with trauma. They're going to go off and find somebody else anyway. Right. But you have to be ready for when they do hit you again. And you have to say again, go to your list. My boundary is, which was a good, that was a good call. Go to your list and remember why this person can't be in your life anymore. Yeah. You have no emotion about it. It's over. And remember your one mode of communication must be written, must be text. You're not saying more than you need to um, because it's war and the fallout is hard. The fallout is hard. It's, it's really, you got to take the high road at all times, which is really difficult. I got um, altitude sickness. And then after all of this, you have to heal and rediscover yourself and regain your freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. It's a full spectrum. This is like a rainbow of experience. One thing Maybe that we I love narcissism, <laughs> it gives it's giving one thing that happens too when you have one of these experiences and you get some trauma or, or whatever you do, it's almost like part of your identity is erased. Woo! And you it will take a minute for you to kind of find it again, come back, come back, and know that that's okay. Uh, that it, it does come back. <laughs> Let's talk about the grief, and, then. and sometimes, well, I guess you know, I guess we can just. The emotional response that you're going to have and the stress response that you're going to have with it, the bodily response, you know? Yes, yes. And that that is part of it. Yeah. And not to, again, just, just observe. This is going to be great practice, practice for, you, for you to observe. You're going to come back to this episode when it happens. I think there's a lot of really good, um, if you'd like conscious distraction, okay, if you're like, well, I'm really having, a, I'm really struggling right now. This is, let me put on my favorite movie for an hour. Yes. I I personally am a fan of that. I think that can be a very healthy thing when you're doing it consciously. If you're doing, you know, like if you don't leave the couch for a week and a half and you've been watching the same movie for 10 days, maybe then, you know, let's helping. try something else. Yeah, <laughs> It's also easy to turn to alcohol. And, and the, I'm telling you because the grief cycle is so extreme. It's like you've lost someone mm-hmm. because you found out that this relationship was not real. So it's almost like you, like the person is actually gone. Bizarre. And you feel insane. 
you also feel crazy. You feel insane. Because you've been gaslit. Oh my God, we didn't talk about gaslighting. Let's do that a whole nother week. Because dude, honestly, that because that's a whole nother fucking episode to me. Gaslighting because, is so token, token, token. And again, this is some, it's, these are all catchphrases right now. This, really everybody's are. like gaslighting Oh my God, we stuff. have the buzzwords. We've got all the buzzwords. Yeah. Wow. Listen, See, and it's funny because if we have personally experienced it, then- a lot of fucking people have. So many people yeah. must have. Yeah. So but there's. Yeah, the, the, you feel insane. You do. You feel fucking crazy. So the healing process is a grief. It's a very low vibration. It's difficult. We talk about the vibrational scale. Grief is real low. It's like yeah. you lot. It's like somebody died. Yeah. Okay. So the grief that you have to work through requires a lot of self-care, which I am the queen of self-care. You need to stream my music. I don't know. Maybe it's not going to, I had to listen to like classical music. I had to go through the whole rainbow of, Oh no, your music will definitely help. Amazing. Uh, it's, it's uh, a lot of journaling. Okay. We were getting massages at the time, which is really helpful because you're storing a lot of this trauma in your body too. Cause you're, you inherited, um, abuse and, trauma and mm. of the other person that's not even yours babe it's not yeah. yours but you put it in your box thank you by the way for doing that that was really sweet and considerate and now it's time for you to fucking get some boundaries yeah you deserve it and not to be <laughs> to be super dark but um you know if you're thinking of abusing somebody like a you know probably don't but if you need a reason one this you know one abuse person who's abused like this mm. The amount, the the ripple effect True. that that sends is like dropping a fucking density of a star in a lake because the waves are so big and it's nobody is left dry. Right. It affects everybody. So just like, you know, this is, this just goes to hurt people, hurt people. And this is the, one of the most extreme versions of that. It is. It's so insidious because it's so sneaky. I think uh, if somebody's just outright mean to you, it's different. But if you're yeah. one of the, actually 6% of the population, they're saying. Really? Is on the scale of narcissism. Now, again, it's it's like any scale of any disorder. Like you don't necessarily, you're not like, there's different levels of danger. But it's, it, they were saying if they just abuse four to five people, that's affecting like four billion people. So half of the population of earth has been affected by this already. Yeah. Um, so self-care journaling massage, um, what was really helpful for me was noticing the patterns of repetition, my past noticing like, Oh my God, my boyfriend in high school, like Mm. sent me on a fucking ride of emotions. And I didn't understand. And the love bombing was so, I was like, it was the first time I was in love actually was a narcissist. Yeah. I didn't realize that this has like been 10 years. Uh, one of my best friends in school who was like not a cool kid would just like talk down to me and like treat me like shit and basically make me her slave. Yeah, It was the weirdest thing. And then when my first job, when I got out of college, I had somebody who just like treated me like shit and I just let them. So you start to notice this and then you're having to grieve all of that. So because they can't feel empathy like a narcissistic person, it makes you feel it much more. So it's like they're almost, it's just a very interesting, almost like um, like a battery. It's like positive, negative. This is why there's a magnet going on. Yeah. So we also practice the let, letting go technique. I think we talked about this in previous episodes where you locate it. You think about, think about this abusive person and, and the pain that they caused you and try to locate it in your body and sit with it until it dissipates. Mm-hmm. And this is very, it makes you nauseous. It does. This, well, you feel heat. You oh, yeah. sometimes start sweating. It's like that feeling you get when you get embarrassed. This is the real work. 
This is the real work. I'm There's- sorry. This is the only way, but you are worth it. And you should do this because it actually eventually goes away. Yeah. And we'll do a whole episode on this too, because there's, there's a bunch of different things you can do. What, what this is, is, you know, don't actively bring it up, but what you'll find is that your, your brain will keep, keep bringing up these scenarios and just you're observing your thoughts, right? So you observe the feeling that you're having. You are not, don't, don't follow it. Don't get swallowed in it. Just sit back, put, like you're saying, put space around it and just observe it. And just sit with the feeling. The way they describe it, I think in the book, The Untethered Soul, is it's like mm. um, like a like a cloud moving through. And if you don't let the, the whole cloud pass all the way through, what you're doing is you're stopping it while there's still some cloud, cloud in there. Mm. So that means, so if you're just trying, if you're con- always pushing it out of mind rather than having to face it and just feel it, mm then eventually it will come back in different ways. It's not, it just hasn't been cleared yet. Right. So you experience the emotion and you observe it. So you're not getting, you know, swallowed by it. Right. And you let the whole cloud pass all the way through. And you will notice that it does always go. And then over time, it's not that you do this once and it's over. Right. It'll happen a lot. But over time, it does go away. We love that. It's very painful. I would do it on walks in the morning and I would feel like I was going to throw up. I would yeah. cry. I would cry during it. Yeah, you feel sick. <sighs> I like and remember the feeling and a lot of it got stuck in my throat. So what you'll notice a lot of you that have been abused in these emotional abuse situations is you'll start letting it go and letting it go. And like a lot of your ailments that you were worried about with your health start to resolve. Wild. Fucked up. Wild. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. So you've noticed patterns of past repetition in relationships with narcissists. Um, You're doing the letting go technique. You've reset your priorities and you've refocused. So this is what was exciting for me because I'm like the queen of transformation. So I was like, oh shit, this means I get to like reinvent myself again in a new context with a whole new view of myself and being like this. You, You become empowered. It is a blessing on the other side. Okay. Oh, yeah. It might take months of recovery. This could be the thing that unlocks your chi to your genius could be or your whatever it is. You yes. know what I mean? Or to that next level you were looking for. Honestly. We want you to get back to your purpose and your vision. That's what we want. That's why we're doing this episode. This person came into your life to teach you. You have to look at it that way. So fucked up. Yeah. Um, school. Another person, a doctor that I was watching uh, some content on YouTube was saying to look at what transaction between you and this person has done for you. You know, like what, it, what is the give and take? Mm. I thought that was very helpful for me yeah. because I, very exposing. It's very exposing because you're like, I love, but I love them, but I love them, but I love them. No, and then you're okay. like, but wait, they haven't done anything for me. Yeah. Right. Like on any level, not just money, <laughs> right. but like any level, like this hasn't been good. <laughs> right. So that's a big tell. It's a big deal. So you're learning your boundaries. You say no when it's not a resounding yes. Mm-hmm. You get It's very uncomfortable at first for emp- empathetic people to say no. It did take me a long, and I'm, I'm still not all the way there, but it yeah. does still, because I, I do have part of the people pleasing. I don't like to say no to people. Correct. It's not fun to say no. No, it's not. But you get good at it. With practice. With practice, man, like anything else. Yep. Um, my, my, again, my favorite book, um, Complex PTSD, is saying observe your childhood wounds. There's a whole section we didn't talk about. I was going to say in my notes, but there's like four different responses to trauma. Like there's the fawn and the fleet and the flight and the fight and the um, flee. <laughs> there's so many. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> flee. Fuck. Fight. <laughs> Fuck. Fawn. I got it. 
Duck, dive, dodge. It's duck dynasty. Oh. <laughs> fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. Ooh. Ooh. So obviously, you know, fight or flight. That's like what we learn in school. But fight is when you're just like aggressive with somebody. That's actually the narcissist response. Mm. Flight is to just fucking peace out and never show up again, which we love her. What a vibe. Uh, freeze is when you just kind of like, uh, 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 and you don't have a response to the situation and fawn is when you just are the people pleaser and you try to fix it and oh, save it's okay. everybody it's fine we're gonna do this I, another great book that i would recommend is loving what is Ooh. by byron katie because she does give you an actual i think i've mentioned it a few times but they, it, she gives you a full breakdown on like a, a worksheet that you can do specifically for you know Fucked up situations that yes in life, not just narcissism. Yeah, her man. I got the book and I read the first twenty pages and I was good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm saying like if you want to just grab it and and do the the work the worksheet like Nick was saying it's it's actually great because not everybody's a reader but I want mm-hmm. everyone to have access to this healing this information because it's real and it's it's effective. Yes, um, the Ooh. other the other helpful thing is like finding those old patterns from your life, but also your childhood. And then, um, if you can remember your youngest memory of being obligated to help, because that was your way to earn praise and to survive in your house. Mm. That's an interesting one. I remember when there was a book that was like, Hey, just think about when you felt obligated to help. I always feel obligated to help. And then I was like, wait, what's my earliest memory? And why did that happen that way? Because I felt like I was in danger. If I didn't, mm. if I didn't do well in school, if I didn't like, there's so Survival, many, man, it's crazy. So these are the, these are the roots of the, of the, your susceptibility to a narcissist and just really, really helpful. But Mel Robbins has a great one with one of my favorite narcissist specialists. One of my favorite narcissists. <laughs> she goes around and does all the podcasts. But can we also say something? This is important. Everybody has narcissistic tendencies. Okay. This is why it's be- a beautiful disaster. And the people who ha- who are who are doing this to you, they would only they're only doing this because they were severely traumatized, often by a narcissist. They're trained. Yeah. No, it's awful. So you can't like you can't you know, save them. You and you can't take it personally. It's their it's their business, not yours. Yeah, that's the Byron Katie shit. Byron Katie is the book is so good. Again, loving what is she says. Um, this is the exercise, and again, you want to get the book because she's better at wording it than I will. But it's what. <laughs> That's it. See you, everybody. (laughs) And what? And it's it's it. What? She says, like, think of the situation that frustrates you. So it's not just narcissism that she's helping you. This is any problem you have. If you're like, oh, I don't know. Yo, this is a really helpful process. And she's really, even Eckhart Tolle co-signed this book. Oh, no. He was like, this is how it it works. This is the shit. Now, if you want to read it or not, that's your choice. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Write down what frustrates you and be petty. Be as petty as possible. Say all the things like, oh, you fucking piece of fucking leftover Stupid ass, dumb ass bitch. (laughs) Feels good to say that. (laughs) So you write it down. So I put number one on on my notebook and I wrote down what frustrates me. And I was as petty as possible about this person, right? And number two, write what you want to happen. I want so and so to treat me right. Just write it down. Number three. Write what you want them to do. <laughs> I want them to send in it, fix it. <laughs> it's so, this is the voice in my head when I'm writing it. <laughs> Cause I already know what this is going to be. Uh-huh. Number four, but you have to be honest. This is important. Yeah. Write what you need them to do. 
Well, I need them to 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 and to to do. Number five, describe them. Be petty again. So-and-so is a selfish, entitled, rude, evil Trump bone player. Yeah. <laughs> Cheating cheater. Fugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> is that mean, girls? Yeah. Number six, write what you want for the future. That's just, again, she words this better, but it's like, okay, in the future, I will no longer be in toxic relationships and I will da da da, right? So you write all these things and then she gives you the Byron Katie questions. She's like, is it true? So you go through each of these six petty ass things and you say, well, is it true? The first one is like, what frustrates you? Well, so-and-so is da da da. And you're like, is it true? And you're like, well, yeah, they, they do. They are bitches. And then you're like, can you absolutely, absolutely know, know it's true? And it's true. like, well, they're not always bitches. They're not, right. you know, they're not always a cheater. So <sighs> shit. Who would you be without that thought? Well, I would feel way better if I didn't think of this person in such a horrible, I would feel way better. And she's like, I'm not asking you to drop the thought. I'm just asking you, who, who would, would you, you be, be without thinking poorly about I'm not this telling person. you to change your thinking. So it's very unthreatening. And then she says, turn the thought around. Yeah. And you're like, maybe I'm a cheater. Maybe I'm a fugly slut. <laughs> but it's fun to do this Hi, exercise because you're this whole time you're having to be, it's just you and a piece of paper, bitch. You're having to be so honest. Yeah. And what I did after this exercise is I, I went with a highlighter and highlighted the takeaways from it. Oh, nice. And that was really helpful. I was like, oh, I don't need this person. I sometimes make mistakes too. I can do whatever I want to do. Right. And they're not in my life anymore. And the thing that makes you crazy about it is you running the scenarios over and over and over in your brain, overthinking and attaching to those thoughts. But really her point is like reality is kinder than you make it out to be. Your brain is stop fucking getting swallowed by it. And so it's it's fascinating because it, it does work. And I think she's got a bunch of shit uh, like her doing the actual workshop with people live on YouTube or whatever. Most most of the book is like transcribing. Yes, her I doing it with people. I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I didn't even read the rest. <laughs> I was so moved by the first twenty pages. I was like, "Bitch, I'm good." Here we go. Yeah. So I highly recommend you you check that shit out. I was ready to move on to the shocker book that I just picked up. <laughs> You know what oh, I mean? I just started reading the uh, Joe, or not started, I'm, I'm a little in it, the Joe Dispenza book. Oh, uh, yes. Thank you to everyone that recommended Joe Dispenza. We like yeah. haven't been on his tip for a minute, and it's been great. We the, I have. I just didn't realize it was the same guy. Um, yeah. yeah oh. Becoming Supernatural is uh, the book that I'm on right now. And yeah, it's all, looks, listen again, these are all overlapping things. It's just coming from a little bit of a di- different lens, a different perspective. It's cool. It's interesting it. shit, and it's super real. So fun. So we're going to be all right. We're going to be okay, kids. And you know, you have a a family here that supports you. Queen Herbie, Jedi Nick are here to support you. Y'all are amazing people. Just the fact that you're even interested in what we have to think or say and the fact that you... (laughs) That makes you good. (laughs) No, it just makes you part of this. That's all I'm saying. It just makes you part of this. Well, I think it makes you curious. We're just choosing a vibration to be together. Yeah. I think if you're genuinely, yeah, it's no, I think if you're genuinely curious about life at all, you know, I feel like that's, that's where we are. 
because there are a lot of answers out there. Yes. And you may not like them sometimes, but there are a lot of answers out there and we're going to be all right. And we're I want to say it out. shout out to the eternal optimists because I noticed like <laughs> while I was researching narcissism, I was like, yo, I just generally am really positive about life. And I know that's not the popular choice, but I fucking don't like the alternative. Yeah. So fuck you. No, it just, it just <laughs> feels good to be to be in a space, a safe space like this, where we can continue to unearth like the mysteries of life and grow together as souls. And have a martini. No big deal. Maybe, Delicious. Maybe, maybe make some necklaces later. I don't know. <laughs> make some necklaces. <laughs> Things might get weird. <laughs> and if you guys want to, if you have time, if you've got the time, come be our sugar daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> House of Herbie backslash Patreon. What is it? <laughs> Nick doesn't know the link though. <laughs> slash House of Herbie. Damn it. I just outed myself. It's uh, P-O-R-N-H-U-B dot com. Slash fans only. <laughs> this is all the wrong hub, hub porn only fan, fans only. Just no, but really, I, this is fun and I appreciate everybody for listening. I'm, uh, I hope you're having a good week. I know. You know. We do really care about you and we can't wait to see you next week for I'm sure what will be another fascinating topic. Yeah. Please continue to submit your ideas for topics and you can tweet me, you can Instagram, you can Instagram me. There's so many places, but, but the best place is talk me, bro. The best place is probably the Patreon. The discord is, is lit. Yeah, probably. We love you. We will see you next week. Mwah.